0: Yesterday, we heard that invitation on this Wednesday, even now return to the Lord, even now embrace His love, His, even now embrace His commandments. Today, on this Thursday, after Ash Wednesday, what we have before us is a reading from, from the book of Deuteronomy. Book of Deuteronomy. Book of Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the what is known as the Pentateuch, the first five books of the of the Bible, from the Old Testament. And so, basically, the word Deuteronomy is is a Greek term which means the second law, or perhaps not because it says something new, but we have we have here before us. Moses, before he entered the Promised Land. So as you know, they were wandering through the desert for almost 40 40 years. And just before they entered the Promised Land crossed the river of Jordan, Moses gathered with the people in in the plain of Moab, and he wished to restate again what the covenant was all about, that the people would know what they have made, what type of promises they made to God on Sinai. As you know, the establishing of the first, the first commandment, the first covenant. And the covenant is, is a, a relationship with God, how they are to be. And so book of Deuteronomy focuses on renewal of the covenant. It focuses on explaining what the covenant is all about, explaining the consequences of choosing him, choosing God and not choosing Him. And it, it gives the people a deeper sense of what they're doing and invites them to recommit themselves again. Choose. Choose God. Choose life. Choose the covenant. And so today what we see is that, 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 that uh, aspect of, of our faith which needs to be renewed, to be recommitted. Is not something that we've done, you know, 20 years or 30 years ago or even a week ago. We have to renew it. We have to choose again and again because the choice is always for today. Today, choose life. Even if yesterday you didn't, even if two weeks ago you did, perhaps even you haven't done it for, for years. But today, today, take advantage of today. That's all we have. We can't change the past, but we can do something today. And so today, today I have said before you, life and prosperity, death and doom. This is how uh, we hear Moses speaking to the people before they enter the Promised Land. As you know, Moses did not enter the Promised Land. He did not cross cross the river Jordan. He allowed Joshua to be the leader and he's gone there but today I have said before you life and prosperity, death and and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I enjoin on you today, loving him and walking in his ways and keeping his commandments and statutes and decrees, you will live and grow numerous and the Lord, your God, will bless you in the land you're entering to occupy. Very clear. If you... Yes, if you love him, if you walk in his ways, if you keep his commandments, statutes, decrees, then you will live. You will live and you'll be pros- prosperous. You will live. This is the promise that God gives. I saw, and then, but there's a second portion to it. However, if, however, you turn away your hearts, it doesn't mean immediately you turn away from, you know, and, and disregard his commandments. But if you turn away your heart, because it is always with the heart, do you love me? As you remember how Jesus spoke to Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Because if you love me, then you'll keep my commandments and you'll follow me if you love me. In the same way, but if, you, if your heart, if you turn away your heart and you will not listen, the word "listen" means to obey, because obedience means, comes from the word "listen." So, if you do not listen, but are led astray, which means the culture, the the environment, the climate is not that one intends to go away, but if somebody's heart hardens, then you you let you let astray. There's no choice; you're you're led astray by the culture, predominant culture of the people wherever you are and you begin to follow them, you adore and serve other gods, I tell you now that you will certainly perish. You will not have a long life on the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and occupy, because you will leave the the community of faith. I call Heaven and Earth today to witness against you." This is why because the covenant was made before God, the living God, the God who hears, who knows, the God who guides, the God who is present. So I call heaven and earth today to witness against you. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life then, that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord, your God, heeding his voice and holding fast to him for that will mean life to you, a long life for you, to live on the land of the Lord that he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as he promised to them. If you obey, if you love him, if you keep his commandments, blessed are they who hope in the Lord, was our responsorial psalm today. Blessed are they who place their confidence in God. Blessed are they who believe god that he will deliver he will, he will give us what he promises blessed are they which means they attain, attain the attainment of that blessedness the state of blessedness you know we have the beatitudes again it's an unfolding of the same truth blessed are they who place confidence who hope in the lord now if you were to listen to uh, to this this gospel i mean to this first reading today and, and and again, what, what, is, what is the Lord asking us today? He says, I am the life and resurrection. I am. In Christ, we have new life. I know this is something you know. I'm not repeating something that you do not know, but to be convinced so powerfully that He is our new life, that He is the giver of something that we cannot attain by ourselves because it's not possible for us to enter heaven on our own. It's not possible to have divine life because it's a gift of God. He gave us the earthly life that we have living on this earth. That's what we have received already because we were born. God gave us this life, but when it comes to eternal life, we cannot attain it by ourselves. He's the one. I am the life and resurrection. Whoever obeys, whoever hears me, whoever believes me will have that life. And then not only that is accepting the Lord because it is a gift from God, a life of glory. And how do we attain? How do we attain? We already know we have to believe. We have to hold on to Him, obey His commandments, cling on to Him because it is a personal relationship. But the personal relationship requires from us a particular type of activity. And yesterday we heard the activity. So to how to be renewed in our faith, how to be renewed by prayer by prayer. And yesterday, the threefold, prayer as being one of the key elements of a renewal of life, prayer. And we'll, we'll, we'll speak a little bit about prayer. The second aspect, as you know, is the, uh, is the almsgiving, being generous to people, being loving to the others. And, and the scripture says that many, many sins will be covered, will be removed on account of our generosity, of our love, concrete love, which is works of mercy. Giving others, those who I in need, almsgiving. It is, it is the very foundation of helping one another. And the third one, as you know, is, is fasting or abstaining from things, even though they may be very good for us, but abstaining so that we may develop strength, interior strength. We may develop discipline. Because what, the problem we have, especially of our age today, people just give in whatever feels comfortable, whatever feels nice, whatever feels pleasant, whatever gives pleasure, whatever it is, we just give. It doesn't matter whether it's God who's asking us, don't participate in this because it will destroy yourself. But we just follow you know, this inclination, this sensate inclination. And so therefore, we, we, uh, we, without the discipline, uh, we just kind of follow, follow, flow, flow right into it. We don't even think, because our heart has been hardened or has been become so indifferent. Or we just don't even hear the voice of God anymore. We don't even hear the voice of conscience anymore. And so by this, this, this fasting, it provides for us this type of discipline, because we can say no to things which are pleasing, pleasant. We can say no and be able to de- develop strength, interior strength. Which will help us to be more faithful to when we hear an inclination to sin, even if it promises whatever it promises, that we can say no. And so, what we have before us again, it's 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 the invitation to life. So, prayer, uh, almsgiving, and fasting. Prayer, as we know, is a conversation, dialogue with God. How much we speak to Him. Are we so preoccupied that at the end of the day comes and we say, Oh my God, I didn't do anything. I didn't even talk to you. I didn't even pray. I didn't even thank you for things that happened to me. So prayer is this ongoing dialogue with God. Pray. You know, ceaselessly pray and go on, on, without stopping because what happens is how many times during the day there's difficulties. I say, Lord, you've got to help me There's something that happened nice and, you know, beautiful to me or my family. I thank him for that, uh, you know, for even for, for this good meal that we have or or, or heat in the home or hot shower, whatever it may be, that we are grateful to God. So it becomes There's nothing around us which will not remind us of God, whether difficulties and troubles or something that's wonderful and pleasant or just just being aware of our life as we live, that we don't take anything for granted. So prayer intensifies a relationship because we are always in conversation with Him. But there's also, you know, the, the prayers that come through reading of Scripture, you know, Divina, meditative reading of Scripture, and our rosary prayer, powerful meditations on the life of Christ and Our Lady showing us the mysteries of what gives us life, the mysteries. You know, it's the, the, the Greek word mysterion, we say mysteries of the rosary. Mysterion, it's translated into Latin sacrament. Oh, that means participation in the life of God. The mystery is not only something that is sort of is hidden, as we know, but mystery is that which enables us to come to know more powerfully our faith, our Lord Jesus, his salvation, his gifts. So entering into mystery, meaning entering into the life of God for us. For he has loved us so much, he became one of us. And he is offering us uh, these extraordinary things. So we have, you know, the rosary and meditating on the mysteries of the life of Christ as it relates to us, as it's giving us extraordinary gifts of knowledge, of knowing what is our life, all about, and how we are interrelated, how we are included in the life of Christ, in the life of God. So, a rosary, the chaplet, we already know how powerful it is because it's a powerful intercession through the through Jesus, our atonement. We ask the Father through the, through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, through his suffering, dying, rising, that we may that He may give us. His mercy that we may be merciful to us, not only to ourselves but to the whole world, and we intercede for one another. We intercede every human being, because what does it mean, you know, if, you know, have mercy on us and on the whole world? Precisely, we become intercessors. We become lovers of humanity. We become powerful agents of grace, of mercy for others. So, you know, the 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 cha- the chaplet is being powerful in a sense, Eucharistic prayer. But then we also have the sources of, of our, sources of, the, of, of sanctification, sources of, of renewal, spiritual renewal. Meditation also on baptism. How many people only remember baptism when they go to a baptismal ceremony because they were baptized uh, as children? And then during Easter, this is the only time that we repeat again our baptismal promises, which we may make you know, uh, uh, an Easter, but perhaps we should do it more often, even our, in our own home, wherever we are. What does the baptismal promises say? I, rege- I reject Satan and all his works and all his empty promises. This is the first, you know, baptismal, baptismal um, uh, promise is that we reject. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus, our our, our Savior. You know, we repeat the, the, the creed. I believe the Holy Spirit and also part of that, Holy Spirit is a gift of a church, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body and life everlasting. So it is this type of baptismal promises that, we by, by the way, rejecting of Satan and all his works and all his empty promises, because he lures us, allurements. He, he always offers us something that, 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 that on the, on the level of our body or our, sometimes on the level of our emotions may be pleasing, but but they can be destructive, and and he wants to lure us in as a matter of fact when Jesus was tempted in uh, in in a desert you know the three temptations of our Lord the Lord responds with the quote from uh, from uh, from Deuteronomy not by word that we live not by bread but by word word of God listening meditating you know, all, the, all the all the you know the, the that which which the Lord rejected, was rejected allurements, the promises, empty promise. I'll give you this whole kingdom, I'll give you all the riches of this world if you just bow to me. Yes, or tempt God, you know, do something, jump off this cliff, he'll protect you. Tempt God, all those things which the, the evil one does, and you know, it's these type of empty things that he promises, <clears throat> but but there's more here, and I think that what is more is the is is not only baptismal promises, but also life of consecration. You know, how many of you have consecrated yourself to Our Lady, or desire to consecrate yourself to, so to Saint Joseph? But above all, what is consecration? Consecration is setting up, setting aside our life for the life of God. Jesus is the model of consecration, and he was the one, he said, I'll consecrate you to the Father. I'll make you truly sons and daughters of God. I'll consecrate you so you receive the benefits and all the gifts that God has promised to us. So consecration, consecration has to be repeated each day. Not because I have done so two months ago or two years ago or 20 years ago. It's repeated because it is a relationship, a renewal of relationship. It's like, you know, a personal relationship of spouses to one another. Yes, I, I have said I love you 20 years ago when I made, when I uh, proposed to you. Or it, it just doesn't work. That, that, that commitment to, to each day to be renewed, to be renewed in our relationship with God is at the heart of the consecration. And so it has to be repeated because it's not possible. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter, as I said before, sometimes I repeat myself, it doesn't matter how great your meal was last week. You have to eat today to sustain your life, each day, today. And so now the last portion I'd like to say is that, you know, this, this, this gift of new life, what God gives us, the Lord says today in our gospel, first of all, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. We speak often of the crosses, the difficulties of life, and everyone has. There's no one, there's no human being that does not have disappointments. You know, it could be more than when a number of them each day, or even could be a major disappointment that seems to last day after day. That is the cross. Take up your cross. If you, if you choose me, even though it appears that you have lost your life, no, you're gaining it. If you choose me and my commandments, is not restricting your freedom, is not restricting your joys. As a matter of fact, you give yourself the gift of of the fulfillment of God, and so we know this again. It's choosing life, choosing Christ, is choosing life, choosing God of the covenant, is choosing joys, choosing life of prosperity, and we speak primarily, not in the material categories, but spiritual categories, the richness that God gives us for eternal life. But then, but we have to believe that God has given this to us because the Son of Man took upon our sins, our brokenness. He took upon everything that we have done, disobedience, the hate, all the things that we've done, the violence that we do to one another, all those things the Lord took took upon Himself. He was nailed to the cross for us. So, but, but the disciples don't seem to understand this as well. And finally, just briefly today and yesterday, although we celebrate the, the Feast of our Martyrs in, in, in June 12. But I'd like to just to briefly say, we have two priests. We're known as the Martyrs of Roshitsa, of Rosika, sometimes people say the pronunciation. But two Martyrs, there's two priests, young priests. One was 46, the other one was 34. And this took place during World War II. When when Nazis attack the areas of Belarus and took over, and and uh, because there was underground activity, they initiated what is called pacification uh, strategy, which means is that you gather all the people from from particular village where the act of violence took place, and they don't care who did it, but they just wipe out the whole village, the whole population. And so this is what happened on the 17th, on the 16th. They they bring uh, they bring all the people from this one village and gather everyone who was there and put them in a big church, our church, which was known as the you know the Rosh- Roshitsa or Sika church, very beautiful church, large church and these two priests spend the whole night with the people confessing their sins uh, baptizing them whatever was necessary to be with them to prepare them for ongoing death the next day and as the at the end of in the morning when when they when the nazis come and they they uh, unload i mean they bring all the people uh, out they wish to uh, to, to move them into a barn, uh, which they did. Uh, and, and one of the priests, the older priest, who was 46, he says, I am going with the people. The, the, the Nazi the soldier says, you're not, we're not taking you. But he chose to go with the people because he was afraid that they will lose faith. He wanted to be there for them as a witness to the power and love of God, to the power of his forgiveness, a witness to eternal life. So he goes with them, he goes with them, and and yes, they're put all in the barn, and uh, you know, the, the fuel is poured upon the whole area and uh, and grenade is thrown inside and all are burned, burned alive. Uh, he's one of them, and he was holding on to a rosary, and the only thing that was left after the after the, 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 the literally incineration of the bodies and the fire in that barn of all the people was his hand with holding a rosary and, and the sister and the other priest recognized that was his. That was the priest Father Anthony Leshevich, who was the one who offered his life. And the next day the Nazis bring people from another village. From another village. And so now this younger priest, 34-year-old, named George Koshira, was a he was Orthodox, and he was from Orthodox family. He became a Byzantine Christian. Um, he was ordained in Eastern Rite, and he is in the same way. He's there for the people, spends the whole night, does the same thing as they did before the prior night. He offers offers his sacramental services, preaches, teaches that there's life of glory beyond death. And so the next day he does the same on the 18th, which is today the anniversary. And um, he also chooses. He didn't, does not have to go. He chooses to be uh, among those who were condemned to death. And he chooses freely. And they became elevated to be the martyrs, because they were martyrs of love, martyrs of faith. They chose to be with people so that people do not lose faith, do not lose hope. A beautiful example of taking up the cross so that through the cross we may have life of glory. They chose this because they loved Love is at the root of carrying the cross. Love is at the root. Parents sacrifice themselves for their children because it's out of love, no matter how hard it is, how difficult it is. And for us as Christians, as Catholics, we are to do the same, just like the martyrs have done, gave witness, even at the point to the point of shedding their own blood or dying or being burned alive. The gift that God has given to them. They wish to share with others, and we have this gift. We have the Word of God. We have the instructions for the whole Lenten season. We have the Eucharist, Jesus, who is alive. Eucharist is a source and summit of our renewal, source and summit of our spiritual life. May we then today draw near even more. When we welcome Jesus, may we say, I believe in you. I... I have, I, I, have a place, I have placed my whole confidence in you. I hope in you. You will give all the things that you promise, the eternal glory, eternal life, and here on earth, a deep sense of peace, of heart, harmony, because we, you will give us yourself. And with you, with us, we don't have to be afraid of tomorrow. We don't have to be afraid of future. We don't have to be afraid of anything, because with God, with us, just like the martyrs did, they knew that he is the one who is able to bring us back to life. He's the one who's bring, who gives us eternal joy. What a powerful witness, but also we have here this Eucharist, this gift to us.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers,